Hello everyone. Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grace and Truth. Uh-huh. We have been looking at law versus grace, the two covenants which we find in the Bible and we're going to be continuing on that today. Yep. Law and grace. Law and grace is what we are talking about today. Do you want to do a quick recap of what we've been looking at just like a quick summary? Um, well, I'm going to be honest that I don't remember. Uh... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, look, in th in the last two episodes, we have been looking at law and grace and um, it came from Romans 6 and verse number 14, where it says, sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law but under grace so we we had a look at a couple of scriptures that basically explain um law um and the results of law the fact that when you're under law then the result is that sin will have dominion over you um and you know on the other end of the spectrum you have grace and when you're under grace then you will have dominion over sin. Amen. But can we talk actually about what does this dominion look like? Because I honestly used to believe that if there's sin in my life, then yo, I don't have dominion, you know? So does that mean if you have dominion, then you have no sin in your life? Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? I, you see... I had a thought um, <clears throat> the other day about that and you know the thought the Holy Spirit put on my heart is that when scripture talks about dominion um, and having dominion over sin the way we logically interpret that is it means in terms of my outward behavior I'm not committing sin at all. However, um, as long as we are in this body on this earth, certainly we will continue to experience temptations and yeah. falling into sin. For sure. So it's not referring to that. What it's really talking about is the fact that when you have dominion over sin, it means that in your conscience you are free you are free from guilt and condemnation as a result of your sin wow. grace frees you and the way it frees you is by one phrase justified by faith Amen. when you know that no longer are you justified because you are not sinning or because you are obedient but you are rather justified because of the work of Christ then even when there is sin in your life which obviously is all of us yeah the difference now is that you don't live in guilt and condemnation you still live in confidence in God sure. because you understand that it has been paid for amen and um, yeah that's it uh but like i said you know yeah in terms of recapping yeah that's as 
That's about as much as I can remember. I don't know about you. <laughs> I think that will suffice. Thank you. So, getting into today's topic, we are going to be talking about righteousness by the law versus righteousness by faith. So, it is still under the concept of law versus grace. And remember, as we've spoken about basically in almost every episode, that righteousness is your right standing with God. So it's your yep. position before God. So it's either by the law or by the works of the law or by faith. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, mm-hmm. The scripture is Romans 10. Yeah. Romans 10 speaks about uh, righteousness by law and righteousness by faith. So if we read uh, Romans 10 now, I think as per all, you know, the other um, episodes, we're not exactly going to read, you know, each and every verse, but essentially Paul is, is writing now and he says in verse one, his, his prayer for the Israelites is that they may be saved. And he talks about their zeal that they are they have zeal for god but it's not based on knowledge and then in verse 3 he says since they did not know the righteousness of god and sought to establish their own they did not submit to god's righteousness and and then in verse 4 he talks about now this is a scripture i think in the previous episode if not the one before that my wife mentioned verse 4 it says christ is the culmination or the fulfillment of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes now before we move on um i just want us to discuss just a bit in terms of our experience um as christians on establishing our own righteousness because i can say for a fact that from the time I got saved, and in fact, most of my Christian life, this is something I did not know. Amen. And therefore, my <laughs> Christian walk was always based on how much I can obey God. Yeah. Because I felt if I don't obey God, then how can I pray to Him? Yeah. How can I have a relationship with Him? And so many times um, I would lack the confidence because unfortunately I failed in so many ways to obey. You know, I actually relate so much to that because your almost 100% similar experience to yours and a similar journey to yours since I got saved, I used to believe that, you know, if it, like my right standing with God, actually, I I used to believe that it comes from me. It comes from the things I do. And, you know, if I've done great, you know, it's almost like you have an extra confidence before the Lord where you can ask for the big things, you know. And on a day where you feel I haven't done enough or I've fallen so, so short, you kind of hold back, um, yeah you know i sometimes wouldn't even feel confident enough to read the word because i'm thinking 
man, I'm so, like, I'm so unworthy. I'm so not enough. Um, but thank God for his righteousness that is by faith, apart from the works of the law. Truly. Thank, thank God for that. Um, I mean, there are many other experiences I believe we can share, but for the sake of time, um, we'll just continue. So verse 5 says, Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. And he's, he's quoting um, Leviticus chapter 18 and verse number 5. I just want to go actually read Leviticus itself. Now, Leviticus 18 verse 5 says, that, that Paul is quoting says, Keep my decrees and laws, for the person who obeys them will live by them. Which, in essence, I think, like, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, the, the law is about your obedience to God's commandments. Yeah, and as you obey, he responds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, God responds to your obedience to his law. Okay, so, so then that basically summarizes the righteousness by the law. You obey, you know, you obey what the Lord is commanding of you and you will live by them. Amen. And I think like we mentioned previously um, from Galatians 3, you know, where the Bible says it, it's not just obedience once off. Mm. It's actually obeying continually in all things. All the time. All the time. That's, that's actually God's standard when it comes to his law. Yo. Now think about it. Before we knew this truth, one thing I can remember, for example, is that on a day where um, in varsity, I actually read my Bible in the morning. I had devotion and I was walking out and going to school and I was like thinking about what I was reading in the morning, um, meditating, basically. On that particular day, I would have confidence <laughs> yeah. that, you know, God is with me. Yeah. But you find on the same day, I'm full of fear and worry and doubt and all these things, which actually are sin. Yeah. But I'm having confidence that I'm good with the Lord because <laughs> of that one thing. Imagine. And that's not even everything, right? Like it's just yeah. a little bit of obedience, if you can call it that. But it's not obedience to the whole law all the time. No, it's not. Not even close. Now, let's look at the other righteousness, right? The righteousness by faith. And that is from verse 6, still in Romans 10. And it says, But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down or 
who will descend into the deep. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. Now, that's actually interesting because Paul is quoting the Old Testament when he talks about righteousness by faith. And what he's quoting in particular, if you look in your own Bible, is Deuteronomy chapter 30. And I want us to actually go read what Deuteronomy says and compare it to what Paul is quoting here. So Deuteronomy chapter 30, and let's start at verse 11. He says, Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. And then verse number 12 of Deuteronomy 30 is basically verse number 6. Now, in verse 12, it says, It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask, Who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? Verse 13 which corresponds to verse 7 of Romans 10, says, Nor is it beyond the sea, so that you have to ask, Who will cross the sea to get it, and proclaim it to us, so we may obey it? And then verse 14 um, then says, which corresponds to verse 8 of Romans 10, No, the word is near you, it is in your mouth, and... In your heart so you may obey it it really sounds like Paul is actually misquoting the scriptures <laughs> like there's some words missing in his he's like he's quoting half <laughs> and he's chucking out the other half because when you read in Romans 10 um, Paul says when he quotes it through the Holy Spirit now let's let's just break it down for a moment he says do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven that is to bring christ down in deuteronomy 30 what is quoting it says it is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it that part quoted correctly yeah and then it says And proclaim it to us so we may obey it. But it doesn't say that in Romans 10. Mm. The part where it says proclaim it to us so we may obey it has been replaced by that is to bring Christ down. Mm. And similarly in the next verse where in Paul's quotation he says who will ascend into the deep that is to bring Christ down up from the dead if you read it in deuteronomy it actually says who will go beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea and proclaim it so that we may obey it yeah that's what it says so the portions where the bible talks about when 
we need to obey has actually been replaced by Christ coming down. As, wow. as if the Bible is saying so that Christ may come and obey it. Oh, wow. Now, doesn't that remind you of Romans 5, where it talks about one man's sin? Oh, yes. And by one man's obedience, who is Christ, the many were made righteous. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what Romans 5 says. Hmm. By one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Sure. Now, do you remember what um, today um, Apostle Craig was saying in church about the cross making a difference? Yes, yes. And just the scriptures that he used. Mm. Oh, yes. So... Um, in Isaiah 53, um, the Bible says we are all like sheep going astray, right? Yeah. Um, and the mirror verse for that is in 1 Peter 2, where it actually says in verse 25, you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So obviously, Prophet Isaiah was speaking, was prophesying, right? He didn't live in the times of Jesus Christ. So he is prophesying through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, all of us going astray. But now, because we are in the new covenant, that same sentence is now used in the past tense. So we don't identify with our sin anymore. We identify with the cross because between isaiah's prophecy and the declaration of peter here saying you were like sheep going astray which is a quotation from that verse it the difference in between that is the cross the cross mm. changed everything and that's exactly it so similarly here we can see clearly that when the holy spirit through the apostle paul quotes the old testament he chucks out the portions where in deuteronomy 30 it says proclaim it to us so that we may obey it and it's replaced by christ amen because we know that today it's all because of his obedience yes. it's never about our obedience and the last verse also that Paul quotes um, where he says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. And then he says, that is the message concerning faith we proclaim. Where is Paul getting these things from? Because <laughs> in Deuteronomy 30, when you read it, it says the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. So you may obey it. Yeah. Right? Where's the obey part in when the New he, Testament? He doesn't quote that. After he says in your heart, instead of saying so you may obey it, read it in your own Bible. He says that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. And this is all to say that the emphasis of our lives now today as believers, it's not on your obedience. Yeah. It's not on your obedience. 
I used to think that when I read my Bible, um, I must always ask myself, you know, what can I do about it? I must obey everything that I read. Yeah. Right? Same. But you find that even with all that zealousness, as we see with the Israelites that Paul is talking about, I still fail. Yeah. I still fail. Um, Our good intentions can never get us to obey. Like we want to, we really want to. I think, I don't think there's a Christian in their heart who can ever say, I don't really want to obey Jesus. Like, you know, like we all have this good intention to please the Lord and obey. But I think it's beyond us. Way beyond us. I mean, doesn't, doesn't that remind you of Paul's struggle in Romans 7? Yeah. Where he says, I want to, but somehow I can't. Mm. I just always end up doing the opposite. Now, we'll actually get into that um, in the coming episodes. But I think to bring this to a close, we see today that Paul says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And he says, that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. It's a message of faith that we preach today. And to prove that even further, verse number nine is the scripture that is actually used in churches for doing altar call. Mm. And it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Which is why, you know, we, we then do altar call that people may openly declare with their own mouth and receive the Lord because yeah. they believe in their heart. Mm. And then the last verse we'll look at for today is then verse number 10 where it says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I wish I could have been told when I got saved that today, this day where you gave your life to Christ is also the day where you have been declared righteous. I wish someone Amen. could have actually told me that <laughs> so that when oh. I go home, because I'm very sure that when I went home, I went home to the same struggles of sin I yeah. had and I lived in guilt and condemnation. Mm. But to anyone who's listening right now, if you are not a believer, just know that by believing in Christ, you are declared righteous because when you believe with your heart, you are justified. Amen. You are righteous yes. by faith. Amen. And to wrap it up, I just have the urge on my heart to say that you know, we're not saying that once you believe in Jesus and you are saved, then 
you can go about living life as you please with no repercussions of sin and just you know living as you please yeah yeah it's once you really really believe and understand that you are in right standing with god man the obedience it produces in you it's it's a fruit of the spirit right it's exactly it comes i mean if you know someone died for you so that you can live a blessed joyful prosperous life how can you take that gift and take that grace and just walk all over it right mm. it 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 automatically humbles you to the point where you just want to surrender your whole life and live for that one man jesus christ so the, look the focus is not how much can we obey god in our lifetime no the focus is jesus has obeyed for us and we are righteous god sees us as righteous and because of that we have confidence to approach his throne of Amen. grace we have confidence to ask we have confidence and more than that we have the desire now to obey it's not a struggle it's not a fight anymore to say oh man i must do this you know i must do that it's jesus has done it for me i get to live freely and i free i freely choose to live for him and to obey him in whatever he instructs me through the power of the holy spirit living in me amen and i think as closing words on my side i can say we we truly are experiencing and have experienced what my wife is saying that you know under grace um obedience is a fruit and it's a desire yeah because you know for example um things like just the podcast actually just this podcast we're not recording because we feel you know the lord has commanded us to <laughs> share the word with people in the world and we like have no choice but to do it mm -mm. it 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 was birthed from a desire yeah um but you know what you can call it ministry you can call it the work of the lord because people actually get touched but you know when we think about it it never came as a commandment of you must do one two and three yeah that's not how the holy spirit leads yes um clearly the bible says if you are if you are led by the spirit you're not under the law because the leading of the spirit is not no you must go do one two and three you must go no it's not he always leads by desire he yeah. puts it in you so that you want to and then you carry it out and that's it so with that yeah i don't know if there's anything else on your side nope nothing else thank you for listening guys we'll catch you on the next episode thanks bye